I'm Jason Bernstein. I'm here today with Casey Sparks from the BOK Center. Um, let's just jump into it. All right. So the BOK Center has become a defining fixture of Tulsa, and it's consistently ranked as one of the top arenas out there. Can you tell us a little bit about the remarkable trajectory of yeah. the arena over the years? Yes. So I opened the building as the director of marketing and came up from San Antonio with, with SMG. And, you know, I'd never been to Tulsa. Um, didn't even visit before I accepted the job. I just felt like it was a great opportunity, 18,000-seat arena cool. being built, and I had no idea what, hardly even where Tulsa was. You know, I was one of those people, too, that, that wasn't sure about how this was all going to play out. But I tell you, um, when we opened that facility, we had a lot, of, a lot of naysayers, a lot of people that didn't believe in it, that no one was going to come to downtown Tulsa to see shows. And at the time, John Bolton was the GM there. And um, like I said, I was the director of marketing, so I was charged with uh, regional, local campaigns of branding and marketing, as well as our national campaigns in LA and Nashville and New York and whatnot. And you know, we put a lot of focus into our formula of being building our reputation from day one. It was extremely important that every show we put up on sale that first year did remarkably well. Um, Celine Dion was not our first show to play the building, but it was the first show to uh, to go on sale. Okay. And at this point, we didn't even have all the seats in the building yet, so that was a ticketing nightmare. Unique challenge. Yes, um, but of course, she blew out in in minutes, um, and we just kept that that uh, reputation going that we sell tickets and. It is a, I've worked in a lot of cities, I've worked for a lot of facilities, um, different types, uh, whether it's, you know, the Spurs down in AT&T Center where they own the building and kind of operate it to county-owned facilities, to uh, university facilities, and I have never worked in such a um, special place like Tulsa where the synergies are firing on all cylinders all the time. And it's been that way for a decade, over Very a decade cool. now. Yeah, I know we had George Strait there for mm -hmm. part of the 10-year celebration. and Two shows. You guys are rocking. <laughs> yeah, two shows. So it's all about, you know, the selling tickets, and that's what we're known for. And then we've, once, we've, once we established that, we started to move into what else can we do. All right. And speaking of what else can we do, yeah, you guys are like one of the places where I think it's U2, Zach Brown, Blake Shelton, Rush, Holland Oates, Fleetwood Mac. They've all either been launching tours of the BOK Center mm -hmm. or using it for rehearsal. Um, like you said, a lot of people don't even know where Tulsa is. Uh -huh. So how do you go about making it so that you know, you're on the top of that list? Yeah, I think that um, over the last decade, we've built that reputation of hospitality. Um, not only is Tulsa an easy city to move around in just logistically, um, it's not in New York, it's not in LA where there's traffic and, you know, and so it's an easy city for the tours to come in and really focus on the rehearsals and, and their job in that moment. And, you know, the city gets behind them. For example, um, for U2, we curated an entire experience for them. They were there about a week to open their worldwide tour. And we, we knew that the, the team would have some downtime. I mean, they're not 24-7 all the sure. time during rehearsals. There's different parts that work um, at different times. And so we wanted to create an experience and, and really show them what Tulsa Hospitality is all about. 
we shut down, we bought out an, um, an old school uh, bowling alley, cool. you know, where you still have to write down on paper mm -hmm. your score. Nobody knows how to do that. I don't know how to do that. But anyway, it's, it's, it's a really retro kind of bowling alley. And we had, you know, catered it for them and just and the entire night. So it was just for them and they had a great time. And, and that's the kind of stuff that we, that we try to do. Cool. Who is the best player on their team? I have no idea. Well, I didn't stay. Okay. I had to, I, I had just, to work. Cool. But, um, yeah, no, it was uh, they, they, they just enjoyed stuff like that. And when you're working with the city, like I know with you too, I remember hearing all about the no-name streets. How do you get them on board and to convince them? Because, like, it's the city, right? Yeah. Like I was saying earlier, there's no convincing. The city of Tulsa, our client, um, is unbelievably supportive. And you don't find that everywhere. You, you do not find that everywhere. We come to them with ideas. They not only say yes, they're like, how can we even make it better? Um, so they, they just really get behind the live music scene and anything that we, that we try to accomplish. They, they just understand it. They get it. They never stand in our way. That's so Very cool <laughs> and somewhat rare. You're right. So. I agree. And, and I do not take that for granted at all. Um, and you guys have a special events department, right? Mm -hmm. So how do they provide the locals with ways to interact with the building, like outside of concerts? What else is going on and what do you do with yeah, it was really important to us to, from the beginning, create content that we could rely on annually. Because if you if you think back to 2008 when we opened, we had no idea what kind of su success we would enjoy over the decade. Um, so John started a special events department where that was the focus. It was self-promoted events that were community-focused that um, would drive people to downtown because that was one of the key objectives to the city building this arena was uh, for it to be a catalyst to downtown development and getting people back downtown. And like, what kinds of events are you doing? So we do concerts for for since from since year one, I believe we have Winterfest, which is. We shut down the street in front of the BOK Center, and it's a 45-day um, ice skating rink oh, that wow. we, you know, built in the middle of downtown Tulsa, and, and something you would see like in, in larger cities. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been hugely successful. We get about 150,000 people downtown just for that for the holiday season. Um, last year, we did a new event, which was called Beach Street, and we brought in tons and tons and tons of sand into, <laughs> into downtown. Um, kind of gave me a little bit of heart attack because before the day before, I walk out there and it looks like a BMX track. Like <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, how are we going to get the sand smoothed out? And it had to be a certain type of sand. But it all, it all worked out and we had, um, it was just a big beach volleyball tournament. Cool. Um, and we had, at the end of it, we had a stage out there and and live music and just, you know, we, I, might, I encourage my team to take risk and try new things. And if, if we fail, hey, that's, that's great. Sometimes that's better than successes because you learn from it. No one learns much when things go right. Right. Definitely. Right. Um, are there any other alternate entertainment options that you've had success with? Yeah, the, the city of Tulsa owns the ballpark in town as well. And one of their initiatives has always been to ha host concerts there. They haven't done a lot of it. So we worked with them. We knew um, 
Jack White was one of our target artists that we've always wanted to have in Tulsa. And, you know, our approach is if it's not at BOK, let's make it happen somewhere else, you know, because it, it just it sure. helps the city all around. And so we knew Jack White. We found out Jack White was a huge baseball fan. So it was a perfect um, scenario for us because he doesn't like to play cut-down arenas or indoors and as much. And so we went to, um, to the agents and said, you know, we have this idea, and what do you think? And, and we, they bought into it. And we were just – I was actually just at um, William Morris, and I was talking to them. We were talking about that again. And one of the things that they – you know, applaud us for is the fact that we can, um, we take the risk and, and we don't wait for the phone to ring. Like right. we, we create opportunities and create opportunities for people to make money and have experiences. And what other than just putting them in the baseball stadium, was there anything unique about it or is it just the fact that he was showing up or? It was unique in the fact that it's the first time we have done, SMG in Tulsa has done a show kind of a big show like that outside of our walls. And that has opened up more opportunities. We're looking at some stadium um, possibilities with the University of Tulsa. But, you know, there was challenges, of course, because baseball stadium had never done anything to this level as well. We learned a lot of lessons, but at the end of the day, it was an amazing event. It was only 105 degrees that day, too, so that was nice. And I'm guessing you guys learned more about turf protection than anything you ever wanted to know in your life. And And that turf protection is very expensive. That was a big line item on the budget. We've learned groundskeepers are probably the most highly elevated individuals, period. Yes. I won't even try to quantify it. They're just, the groundskeepers are the they have a very unique perspective. And a lot of them do not give a shit about the, if you're bringing music to their stadium. They're like, just do not step on the grass. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. No, in fact, they would be happy. When I was in college, um, we had an, it was an arena, and the guy said, you know, we'll work with you because we have to, but um, we'd That's rather pretty typical. not. And the, yeah. Kind of that vibe. That's pretty typical. So, And once you finish that, we're, mm. were they happy and more open to doing the next one? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. we, we, we've talked about some, some other ideas, too. Um, the Killers is another one that we would love to somehow get in Tulsa eventually, and that would be a, an opportunity there. Along the same terms of creating unique things, um, mm-hmm. you guys are definitely known. I think everyone's heard about you know, the speakeasy and some of the other stuff that you do, um, kind of the personal touches, customize whoever's playing that night. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so we we have a, an entire good vibes committee is what we call it. Um, and that spans, you know, it's, it's, it's me, it's the AGM, it's obviously marketing and booking. We'll pull in random people like from the ops department or the events department because sometimes we get stale with our ideas mm-hmm. because we think about it all the time. And so we collaborate across the board in the company, and, and that's the number one for, focus. I mean, we, we spend, we plan months out on researching these people that are coming in from not just the talent, but, it, you know, what agent's coming in? Is the manager coming? Do they have kids? Are they married? Do they have dogs? You know, all of, the, all of those things that are very important to people in general, um, we try to find out about, and we, we have our ways to, to do that. Um, key is keeping young people around you because they're always on social media and they see all this stuff so it can just be someone makes a mention and you're like let's key in on that 
Yeah. Just yeah. something in passing. Yeah. So like um, one of one example recently was the Travis Scott show. Um, Kylie uh, obviously is a huge social media person and. One of my team members saw that she loves peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So my backstage caterer, Hannah Baker, who is phenomenal, um, she put together a gourmet uh, peanut butter and jelly bar backstage. Different kinds of peanut butter, different kinds of bread, you know, and that's, that's what My kids about. are coming to your building there soon. There you go. There <laughs> you go. That's awesome. Um, and I heard about the Zoolander gym. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about it, so maybe you can tell... Yeah, so that is, that's, this is what I love about my team. Um, when you collaborate with different departments and, and different backgrounds and ideas, you know, we, we feed off of each other. So we knew we wanted to create a space where it was a gym, and we have limited space backstage. Mm -hmm. So we didn't want it to call it, like, muscle up at BOK, you know, something typical. Like, yeah. just it just didn't feel right. So we were, we were brainstorming all together, and we – I was like, well, why don't we do a like a play on um, like I don't know like you know it's the overweight gym or something like it was hey fatty get your ass in here gym you know that and then that turned into <laughs> that turned into Derek Zoolander somehow another person <laughs> had an idea um, so it's the Derek Zoolander gym for okay. people that can't lift good and <laughs> it is on awesome. like it is actually on the sign outside and you walk in and it says murals of you know all the characters from the movie and what we what we try to do is I mean it's a little self-serving backstage is all about getting the artists and the tours to take those pictures mm -hmm. and then turn around and post it on their social media and so we're constantly thinking about backstage of what are our Instagrammable moments what can we create that is unique that is going to just shock them, make them laugh, or wow remember them. that you guys are there the next yeah. time you're going through, and not just another mm -hmm. arena. And we, we see it all the time. I mean, Ariana Grande is a huge social media influencer, and for her, we, we brought in, we knew she loved dogs, and we brought in puppies and, and dogs for her show. There's like 12 of them. There's pictures of us on the internet with us. And she ended up not only posting about it, of course, she got on stage and um, decided to, she was going to sponsor the first 100 people that wanted to adopt a dog from That's the shelter. Cool. She also adopted two, of, two dogs from, from that experience, that, two of the dogs that we brought in to her. And this dog, I can't remember his name, so they're going to kill me. We'll just say it's be okay. Yeah. He has his own Instagram page now okay. with millions of followers. And it's like, it's, it's just, it all started at BOK Center, you know? So what better marketing can you have than the artists, like, promoting your own venue? So that's what we try to do. Very cool. Um, and with your premium seating, I think you guys had some incredible success with the One Up. One Oak. It's one, it's one Oak. It's a company in okay. town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that tied in with the people that operate the nightclubs, or is that a different? Because there's a company out here in LA called One Oak. No, it's uh, it's different. Okay. It's like oil and gas company okay. in town. Definitely yeah. a different vibe. Um, so with that, how are you serving the clients, keeping them happy, and like everyone's got premium. What's so special about yours? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it goes without saying that content is key. As long as you have the shows. Normally, most of your problems are small. 
um, mm-hmm. that you can deal with. As soon as the shows don't come, then we're in trouble. That's when I. That's what keeps me up at night. Sure. Um, but we, uh, uh, you know, I was telling Cole, we, we, we do the same kind of formula as we do backstage or for artists and agents. Like, we spend a lot of time getting to know these people, getting to know their likes and dislikes, um, and we curate experiences around that. If, if we know it's someone's anniversary, we will do simple things like have a dozen roses in their suite for them. Um, we get involved with them on the local level of their, their charities that they, that they are passionate about mm-hmm. and, and what can we do. It's just a, a collaborative effort. If I had to say one thing about Tulsa, it's collaboration. There's the, the corporations in town, the, our sponsors, the city, staff is second to none, they're passionate about it. All of that working together, you can't fail. Cool. Well, I guess that explains why you guys get all the awards and all the openings. So it helps. It's very cool. (laughs) Thanks so much. Appreciate your time. Yeah.